0: Listening to the Viper Network, and I'm your host, Viper Bob. And I'm talking with Erin uh, Connor from North Dakota. A wonderful, wonderful person, and I'm glad to have her on my show. Erin, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, I want to welcome you to the show. And uh, today... I, I had asked, I, we've been talking uh, back and forth a little bit, and uh, I'd, like to, I'd like you to talk about your uh, website a little bit. Okay, well, I am the
1: uh, owner, operator, and biowasher washer of pulmonary fibrosis, a day-to-day survival to breathe.
0: And we have almost 1,700 members now. Goodness, that's a lot of members. <laughs> that's yes, great. Well, uh, it's, you know, it's, I, I push the fact it's not about the numbers, because right. When you gain a new member, that means somebody new out there with pulmonary fibrosis. Right. And I don't, that is the bad part. Well, now, what is one of the main questions that has been asked uh, so many times, and we answer it as much as we can. We use acronyms a lot. Uh, P.F. What is it? I.P.F. What is that? You know.
1: I.P.F. is idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, and P.F. is pulmonary fibrosis. The difference between them is one is known, pulmonary fibrosis, and the other is unknown, idiopathic. And basically, that's the only difference is either you know which type of pulmonary fibrosis you have
0: or you don't know. Okay. Now, the other thing, uh, as far as treatment-wise, there's so many different treatments for it. And, you know, each one has its own unique, uh, I guess you would say, drug or inhalers or uh, it it just depends upon the person and the severity. Is that correct? Um, Yeah, in the most part,
1: if you have a known pulmonary fibrosis, uh, you're treated for... You got it if you have bird antlers or GERD or you know any of those types. If you have idiopathic, then we're more generally treated the same way, doesn't matter how we got it, they don't know how we got it. So, you either take the um, one of the two new drugs, uh, the Olive or the Ispret, or um, you might have
0: an albuterol inhaler, a dual mib, um compubent. Uh, you could be on uh, Oh, I can't think of all the oh, different there's, there's, inhalers. There's a drug there's a drugstore full of different things. Um, <laughs> the the other the other questions that a lot of people ask, um, you know, we we tend to like I said use acronyms and different things, but um, I guess the most question that I'm I'm asked personally is when a doctor tells you now I'm talking about pulmonologist now to to get a he wants an X-ray he wants. Uh, MRI cat scan uh, he wants all all these different things um, he definitely wants a blood test he definitely wants a uh, oxygen uh, pull which is a, a different kind of blood test um, all these things are done. Every three months to six months, depending on the doctor, depending on the severity. Um, some doctors go as far as to tell you, um, you know, that there's no, there's no known cure uh, for P.F. I.P.F. Um, the thing is, is that. I've, I've heard a lot of people, you know, they'll call me and they'll talk to me or they'll text me and they'll say different things. And uh, they, they've heard of one person who had PF and he lived till he was 70 and he was diagnosed when he was 40. Um, it's, it's, I guess, it's just how you take care of yourself. And there are many, many types of
1: pulmonary fibrosis. Um, some people get a long-term. I have a very long-term. My doctor, in fact, once re- re- said it was the fluff of IPs. Wow. So it, it does, you can't go by the numbers that you find online. Three to five years was an average. They took the long and the short. There are people that are... Uh, been alive for almost 20 years with uh ipf and there are people that get diagnosed and die the next day you know all those people were averaged in together and then they came up with their three to five years it is it is not the solid this is
0: what it is you know you don't know right so, then the other question is, is oxygen. And they they just totally, people just uh, freak out when they hear that they have to be on oxygen. And I, I you know, I feel for them. I, I really do. Uh, the doctor says, well, you, you need to be on oxygen. You know, you're you know your levels are low Um, and they get confused Um, you know where do I go from here how do I you know I tell them listen if the doctor wants you on oxygen uh, he will prescribe a carrier for you and Nine times out of ten, you're going to get somebody that's going to help you. Uh, the other things that are out there are the nebulizers. Uh, you know, the products that go in the, into the nebulizer. That's a that is a uh, micro what they call a micro spray uh, inhaler. It actually does better than an inhaler. And there's different products uh, that they can use with it too. Uh, one one is long-lasting, and one is short-lasting. Um, most of us know uh, that uh, the uh, the one that I'm on is called, it's a uh, there's three medicines in one. And mm-hmm. it's a mixture, so it, it kind of shortens you know, having to get all these boxes in. Um, uh, yep. but you can have everything
1: from just a beer roll go through a nebulizer all the way up to um, the three way that you have. There's dual med, which is uh one that's used a lot, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: which is um natural vent also uh, Vent, which is a different type of combination any of the combination inhalers that you have you can get through a nebulizer or you should be able to get through a nebulizer
0: no I I heard um, that there's uh, that there's help out there for those that can't afford um, help with oxygen with these products yes um medicare covers uh
1: up to 80 percent of your o2 except for the bottles they will pay for the bottle mm-hmm. but uh they will cover 80 percent of your um, rental fee for your uh concentrators uh there's liquid oxygen out there uh people say oh well you can't get it you can't get it you can't get it because the doctor won't order it. If the doctor orders it, then you have to be able to get it. Right. Uh, a lot of people sit there and they say, oh, well, this person said this, and this is why, and it's like, no, you got to go back to your doctor. If your doctor's not ordering you something you need, then you need to get yourself
0: another doctor. Yeah. You know? That's That's the other thing. You know, people are... Are talking about a lot is well. I you know my doctor says this and he says that. I just don't know. People listen. It doesn't. You
1: walk in and the doctor says you got pulmonary fibrosis. You're gonna die. What do you want me to do? That's when you sit there and you go.
0: "Uh, I'm gonna get me a different doctor. (laughs) Exactly. With that person. Exactly. you get yourself a different doctor that
1: is going to work with you and try to help you live i have not lived 11 years because i kept the doctor that said you're going to die i didn't keep that doctor i turned around and i got his lower partner to treat me because he was going to give me the medicines i needed he was going to deal with my oxygen he was going to do a Study to see if I needed a CPAP or a BIPAP or a TRIPAP. You know, you you just have to see what's out there for you. If a doctor says you're gonna die, what do you want me to do? Don't keep
0: them. Right. I had uh, I had the the pleasure uh, six years ago. I have uh, slow. I have the slow version of uh, P.F. And mine is chemical related, and um, because of the work that I did. But he flat out told me, I mean, face to face with my wife, and you know, he says, "Well, he said you have, you know, anywhere from uh, two to three years uh, to live." And he he was looking at the x-rays and he was looking at all the stuff that that i went through and i i just something inside me said no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go with this and i found another doctor and of course every time you go to another pulmonologist uh they're gonna make you run through the tests and um they're not they're not friendly some of them are some of them aren't <laughs> and so some of them are scary when they put you yeah, yeah. You have the, uh function test and they put you in that little tiny box yes it is very scary at times. i had uh, i had to have a um, I had to have a cardiologist uh with mine because i have uh chf and so they they ended up uh giving me a stress test but i couldn't have the treadmill so they did a chemical well when you know it's very scary when you can't control your body Yes. and they didn't have any o2 on me at that time and i came in with oxygen they wanted to see how how I would do without the oxygen through the test, and of course I failed miserably. And uh, they, you know, I've got a leaky heart, um, which is uh, heart murmur is what they call it, and it skips a beat, so I have an extra beat, and ended up putting oxygen on me and then they had to put another medication in me to slow it down Uh, my heart rate was still at a jogging motion (laughs) and it was about the scariest thing I've ever done Um, as far as that Um, I think the next scariest thing was uh this doctor that really cared for me and he said i want to rule out everything and he said i want to check uh for i want i want a piece of your tissue of your you know inside your lungs and um normally he said they would go through the rib cage take a piece out and then they would you you'd be laid up in the hospital for a little while. Um, he didn't do that. Uh, he numbed my throat all the way down, and they went in through my throat down into my lungs. And he said he he said they use an equivalent to to salt water, and that's how they get the the tissue for uh biopsy Uh and that was um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i i you know i don't want that done again um you know that was that was that was rough i couldn't talk for a while um yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, it I I, have, I have, I'm I'm the lucky one because I have COPD, so I have not had any other testing. That's why mine is IPF because they can't test my lung in right. any shape or form. I have uh, what is called bulbous lung, and so the line my lungs are pulling away from my lining. So they can't test me,
0: so I don't have to have any of that scary stuff. Oh, wow! Yeah, listen, you, that you don't know. Oh, that's something that is—it's um, an educational. It's very educational.
1: I—I I feel for everyone that does get the vats and the biopsies and the, the washes and, and that. It's like I have enough hassle with having the arterial blood gas done and putting me in my little room so they can do my pulmonary function test. I, I mean, that,
0: that's bad enough for me. <laughs> well, um, the other thing is, is you, uh, we, we talked, we just touched on it a little bit. Uh, your website, or it's actually on Facebook, uh-huh. and um, it's growing, which is wonderful. It's uh, just letting everybody know that it's very informational. There are people there that care, and they check on you. They'll actually, if you if you friend to a friend to a friend. This is uh, all in a private group, and yeah. they they go they go for rounds. Just, you know, hey, how you doing? What's going on? They don't you know they don't leave you alone. You know they they they're checking on you. They care about you. So, if you get annoyed, don't be. Uh, you need the support. You know, I'll be honest with you, even I need support at times. and I
1: think I, I am one of the few groups that uh, allows talk about stem cells and,
0: uh, and all And I'm glad that you do. I really am. Because there is just so many different things out there. Yeah, it needs I, to be I allow all, all talk of all treatments.
1: I allow patients, caregivers, family. Uh, if you don't want your family in there because of HIPAA laws, a, I am, I'm for the patient. I allow the caregivers to be there, but it's, it's for the patients and for us to educate our caregivers and our family about our disease. You know, what do we want? What do we need? What do we what
0: do we need you for? What do we want you for? What do, what can you do to make us feel better? And and, then, of course, and what uh, do, and of course the all important side of it, what don't we need? Yeah. Uh, what We don't. Want. There's there's certain people that are private and and I, you know I, I love everyone uh, that I meet and that I talk to and. Um, You guys are terrific, every one of you. Um, I hope to talk to some caregivers uh, more and more. Uh, I hope to talk to some professionals that do this on a professional basis uh, to Uh enlighten, uh, to give more hope. And there is hope. Uh, I, you know, there was one person that um, actually said, I was told, this is what he told me, he said, I was told I'm going to die, and I feel alone. My friends, you are not alone. I will guarantee you, if you look up pulmonary fibrosis, if you will look up, IPF. I know it's an acronym, but you will go to these websites and these wonderful pe- people like Aaron Connor. Hunt Aaron Connor up. Say hi to her.
1: Oh, I say hi. I'm friend all.
0: <laughs> I'll be no, honest I, with you. I, if I, you if you if you have somebody sick that you don't know what's going on with them. They're coughing and they're carrying on and you, you, you're scared. You need to talk to somebody. You're, you become a family. You, you become a family inside of another family. And that's the whole gist of this. We are all a family in one way or another. And we're all helping each other. And by this radio cast this podcast, whatever you want to call what I do, if this helps you, just one person, just one, it thrills me to no end.
1: Yeah, come look us up. We're, we're, I am on until, I'm usually on until 3 o'clock in the morning Central Time. So I'm a late night, person, and then we have our early morning persons, you know, there's usually always someone around. You're not alone. Uh, one of the biggest things about our disease that we learn, and it's the saddest state of our disease, is that the longer you have it, the more alone you get, because people shy away from you. People start thinking, are you really sick? Yeah, you cough and that, but you look great, except for us things stuck in your nose
0: you know people don't believe you're sick yeah, yeah the, the, the yeah you look great yeah i've had that you before look
1: great, you look terrific. Like i get that all the time it's like oh well let me walk and i'll put my my oxygen awesome on my finger and you watch it drop down to 73 and then tell me how great i looked because
0: if you're under 90 you can pass out at any time
1: Absolutely. And you get lower than that, and then they're sitting there waiting for you to pass
0: out. Yep. And I, yet
1: that's what we do when we walk. We start dropping and dropping and coughing and.
0: For, for my for my own my own problem, is going from a hand going from a handicap in front of a store grocery store to the buggy. That's not even a hundred feet yeah and i'm 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 turning up the oxygen because it it's just it, it, it's uh my muscles tense up uh, the my muscles aren't getting the oxygen I need, and I wonder why I hurt well. You know, my, my therapist was like, well, think about it. You know, your lungs are not producing the oxygen that you need. And so, therefore, it actually gets smaller and smaller and tries to save the organs. So, you get atrophy. Uh-huh. And atrophy is where your muscles actually... Uh, become stiff. It's like if you laid on your side all night long and your neck was tilted all night long and then you get up the next morning and you go, oh, my neck. Oh, it's the same thing. It is the exact same thing. You, The oxygen was cut off. Well, with us walking from that to the buggy, from one room to the next, it takes so much out of you. Uh, laundry. <laughs> I have to cut laundry down into two. My wife has gotten on to me. She said, honey, you know, you're doing the best you can, but break the laundry down into two loads, smaller loads. Yeah, you know At 10
1: years now, I am, pretty much I live in my recliner now. I don't do very much. I have an aide that comes three days a week to help me take a bath because I can't even do my own baths anymore. I can do the front of me and the lady parts, and that's it.
0: Well, that's, have- that's just that's just my point. And, and even though people say, yeah, well, you look great, you know, you, you know, hey, you lost weight, or, you know, you know, they don't understand. It's hard for them to understand. And that's why I'm pushing as hard as I can so that people that don't know what we're going through will know. And I set up this, podcast, this radiocast, for that reason, so that it educates everyone within an earshot of the internet. And I promote, I really, really promote people, please, share this with everyone. Even though it might not be the person that needs it, maybe they know something, you know, somebody that needs it. Yeah, share, uh, share, share, share. I don't mind it. I don't.
1: It's the it's, it's type of thing that, yeah, you have those that live longer and might seem health, healthier. It's just they have a slower version of the disease. And, you know, there is no cure for pulmonary fibrosis. No. If you get a lung transplant, you're just trading symptoms. If you're if you are on the medications that are prolonging your life, you're just prolonging the the inevitable that you will finally give in to your disease. Correct. It's it's one of those. It, I hate to be the Debbie Downer of the bunch, but pulmonary fibrosis is a terminal illness. It there is no way out of it.
0: Uh yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's not something. It's not something like the flu. <laughs> uh, no, there is, you, you don't get
1: over it. You like can't. Once you get the tubes in your nose, unless you have a transplant, you are not going to get rid of the oxygen.
0: I had uh, I had somebody say, and this was back some time ago. I said, oh, there's shot, You know, there's a shot for, for everything these days. Why, why, why can't you have a shot to, you know, uh, help you with this or help you with that? And, and I tried to explain to him that flu shots are a flu shot. You know, uh, you're uh, you can get all different kinds of shots, but it's not it's not the answer. It, it just is not the answer. Uh, the other I, I had an interview with a wonderful gentleman not that long ago and I I, I feel for the man I really do uh, he went through all of this uh, with his lovely wife and she went through everything and she got the lungs, and uh, everything was going fine. And this is something that I'm I'm alerting everyone to. Please make sure that you uh, get the lungs certified, checked out totally before you do anything, uh, it, it is just a simple thing. There was not that long ago when uh, there, was a, there was a mistake in a surgery center and a man was supposed to have a, a, uh, a leg cut off because he had uh, sugar problems, diabetes well they never they never put an x on the leg that was to be saved and they 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 made a big mistake and they took the wrong leg ultimately he lost both legs these things ladies and gentlemen we are human okay doctors we, we are all human here. And humans make mistakes. And sometimes we have to take, as I have always said, the bull by the horns. You have to take your life by the horns and say, I, want, I need this, you're telling me I need this, check it out before anything gets done. Look at the directions. Look what's in the medication. Make sure you're not allergic to it. You might have a bad reaction. And it may kill you. That's, that's, yeah. That is the truth. And it's, it, there's warnings on everything. Just because a doctor prescribes it to you okay, you still need to know what you're allergic to. And the only way you can do that is have a, it's called a smatter test. It's You go to a blood center. Usually you can go to a cancer center and they can do a whole background check of your blood. And they'll know exactly what you're allergic to, what you're not allergic to, and everything. Right down the line. The pathogens and everything. And it's well worth the $175. And you say, well, Viper Bob, I can't afford that. Well, I, I've got news for you. It's just like in any other place. They will work with you. This is a test for your body, for you, to understand what's going to affect you.
1: Yeah, because one of the things that people don't realize is the prozone destroys your body. Yeah, it helps your lungs out, but it will destroy your body. I'm now a diabetic because of the prebizone. I am now, I'm not on insulin yet, but I will eventually be there. And,
0: you know, the drugs are no fun that you have to take for type 2 diabetes. No, they're not. You no. Know, I, I, I can tell you myself uh, my doctor put me on uh, 100, I think it was 110 milligrams of prednisone. And I was on that for months. And everything I ate tasted like metal. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun to get off of either. Oh no. <laughs> off of. oh, no. You just don't weaned off Oh, It's not like, uh,
1: oh, well, I'll just stop it tomorrow. No, you're weaned off of it. It took them six weeks to wean me off of it from being in the hospital and being put on it just to help an exacerbation I
0: had. I
1: had to be weaned off of the
0: hospital. See, I I turned, I turned, uh, type two diabetic, um, and they had me on metforin and metforin is, uh, what the, what they'll give you, uh, before you get into the insulin and there's other, other things out there too, but. Generally, they'll put you on metformin, and they'll tell you how many to take, and you'll get a meter and all this stuff. Now you've got other things to worry about. Uh Uh-huh. And so I made the conscious decision um, for myself. Uh Uh-huh. And I said, I looked at my doctor, and I told my pulmonologist, and I told my regular doctor, I said, I can't do this no more. I said, I'm shooting over 600. I, I No, I'm not gonna do this no more. I said, when everything I eat tastes like metal, I'm not enjoying my life. I'm not enjoying my life. It's not helping me. It, it, well, it's for your inflammation. I'm going to get inflammation whether it's in me or not. It was in me for over, you know, three, four years. If inflammation wasn't going down then, it isn't going to go down now. So it took me a total of six months to actually, step by step, get off from it. I I feel for the ones
1: who can't get off of it, you know, that can't, that have to
0: have it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling a doctor what to do. I'm not telling you what to do by any means. Uh, If it's helping you, fine. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for myself. It did not do me any good. And the, you know, people can rave left and right about this subject all they want. Um, Right now, I am not a diabetic. Uh, I still watch myself. I still uh, check myself uh, once once a day to see where I'm at. But I have come back to my own, where I'm supposed to be. Now, you know, that's not for everybody, okay? I'm not telling you to do that by any means, you know. Well, so-and-so on the air said I could get off from it because it did him no good. No, don't do that. I I had to have lots of consultation with doctors in order for me to stop
1: this. Yeah, there's a certain number there that you must get under before you can go off of that form. I can't get under it. You know, you must be, I think, at six in order to get off the forum. That's correct. And you got yep. to be at it, I think, it's like two or three times before you can get off of it.
0: Yeah, it's 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 something that you constantly have to watch. You constantly have to check. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no laughing matter, uh, it really
1: I can I can keep my morning blood sugars down I just can't get that that number down under 6.3 I mean once I went over seven and became 7.5 I got it back down to 6.3 but I can't get down that last point three and you
0: say okay take me off of it yeah see it's definitely the the medication doing it
1: Yeah, Uh, I'm on, I'm not on, I am not on prednisone, I I haven't been on prednisone for a very long time,
0: but it's just my body at 10 years has been so wrapped. It might be, it might still be in your liver, though.
1: Yeah, and see, and I have thyroid problems now, and and other problems as well, where my body has taken so much hitting at, you know, with the low oxygen Low oxygen, and with having COPD, I have an elevated CO two count and all that. So I'm having a hard time getting right. any numbers back down to a normal level.
0: So well, if there's anything you know, anyone out there listening to this, we are praying for you. Oh yeah, we We've- have we have many prayer warriors out there that are consistently, consistently praying each night for you. And even those that that don't volley into, you know, Facebook, there's others out there that we know about that are fighting this same situation. There are Yahoo groups out there, Google groups. Yep. Uh, Facebook,
1: there's lots of different groups. Uh, A lot of times, just try our group and see if it fits. If it doesn't fit, try another group. I I know my group doesn't fit everybody, you know, because I do allow talk of all the different options that are allowed that are allowed, and I you know
0: I don't shut the door to any of those. I'm not going to which I which which I appreciate because you know at least you can have a discussion forum. You know, and people can talk. People
1: can talk, and people don't realize not everybody makes the transplant list to start with. Not Not everybody gets, oh, we're going to get a transplant at the end of it.
0: That's very true. Not everybody qualifies. I don't qualify either. Uh,
1: Yeah, see, and I have never qualified. I have too many... um, background diseases that throw me off the list, mm.
0: starting with I
1: have latent TB and bar. so I don't qualify. And I know there's got a, there's hundreds of other people out there that don't qualify. Don't feel like, oh, I don't qualify, so I'm not going to go on to a group. No, you need to be on a group, especially you. Absolutely. That don't qualify. Absolutely. You need people that are going to be there in your corner all the way to the end.
0: That is, that is so true. That is so true. Well, Aaron, I really appreciate you taking out you know, the time and to come upon the show and you know, discuss some things. And uh, if you'll just uh, hold on uh, just a little bit, I'll, I'll be back with you uh, shortly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Aaron Connor. And she has a support group on on Facebook, and like I said, uh, anytime that you you want to talk or discuss anything, uh, we are here. That's what we're here for. Um, Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime, later, anytime. Bye, anytime, anytime. You're more than welcome on the show. And this is Viper Bob coming back at you and thank you again uh, Aaron. Um, one last word with everybody. Uh, take care of yourself. take care of your take care of your loved ones. Be vigilant. Get them to the doctor if they need to if they say if they show signs. Dry cough, hacking, spitting up any kind of mucus, this sort of thing. Be vigilant. Talk to somebody. This is Viper Bob, and thank you for listening.